Hey, sis. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Now, real quick before we get into the show, did you know that this podcast is a spinoff from a book that I wrote? Yes. Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. In this book, I share my story about how I identified toxic patterns of thinking about life and motherhood. I share how God helped me to transform by the renewal of my mind. I didn't want to keep this revelation to myself, so I packaged it in a book to share how you can transform your mindset and lifestyle too. This book is for anyone who desires to break unhealthy generational patterns in their family, want to build healthier and stronger relationships with their children, or for anyone who wants to overcome the battle of negative thoughts in their mind. After reading this book, you will learn how to gain confidence in who you are as a mother, handle unhealthy thinking patterns when they appear in your mind, and position yourself to achieve mom-life balance. This book is available wherever books are sold, and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. There is nothing worse than increasing your financial bag only to lose it because of poor money habits. It's important for you to learn how to manage your finances and avoid costly mistakes. Get ready to level up your financial literacy skills at the Don't Fumble the Bag Financial Literacy event being held on Saturday, July 8, 2023. This in-person event will take place in Sanford, North Carolina, surrounding cities like Raleigh, Fayetteville, and Greensboro are welcome. Join us for a fun and interactive day filled with expert speakers, informative workshops, and practical tips on how to manage your money wisely. You will learn about establishing a healthy money mindset, budgeting, saving, investing, and more. Breakfast and lunch will be provided. Don't miss out on this opportunity to gain valuable knowledge and skills that will help you achieve your financial goals. Register now and secure your spot at this must-attend event. Search Don't Fumble the Bag on eventbrite.com or click the link in the show notes to register. Hope to see you there. How are you doing? I'm doing good for a Tuesday. Cannot complain. <laughs> How are you? Good. Listen, we try not to complain, right? We could. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You're looking beautiful and glowing today. I appreciate you for joining me. Um, and welcome to everyone hopping on to tonight's Tuesday talk. Um, I'm going to do a quick intro and then we'll hop right in, okay? Sounds good. All right. So for everyone who is new here, welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I am your host, Tari Kaya Allen-Butler. 
I am a teen mom turned speaker, author, and entrepreneur. And my mission is to help you build healthy relationships with your children and level up your mindset to achieve all that you've ever dreamed of and more. I will teach you how to level up your mindset in faith, fitness, and finances, and family as well. Join me every Tuesday for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. You will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right, so I am excited about my guest today. Me and Lauren, we go way back. We are old church buddies. <laughs> so we've kind of watched each other grow up together, you know, in the church. And I know your family, the homelets, <laughs> you know, y'all are definitely a force here in town. So just a little bit about Lauren. Um, her name is Lauren Millette, and she is a financial service officer. Now, I noticed she put the numeral three. How do I say that? Just three. That's it. <laughs> Just three. Okay. I don't know if it was like third or what. All right. So you're a financial service officer third, and you've been doing this for about four years. So I, like I said, I know you from church and I've seen you in the bank, you know, a few times, but I really wanted to bring you onto this platform to share okay. how you conquered your debt, <laughs> this large amount of debt um, to be so young um, and to do this. So I'm curious as to how you did that. So can you share, you know, how much debt that you have paid off and how you did that? Just let's get into the story. <laughs> well, I had roughly $33,000 worth of student loan debt. Um, and that was kind of factoring in the interest that did occur during the time frame of where I didn't pay on the loan. And I just had it as an income deferred where I would just make payments on it. Um, so I definitely had set a goal in mind that I had wanted to be debt free because I knew there were some things in the future that I had wanted to accomplish, you know, like getting an apartment or potentially maybe looking to getting a mortgage. And I knew that I did not want that debt to like hang over my head. So I wrote a list. I was like, okay, God, this is what I want to accomplish. I want to be debt free. Um, so during that time of like the first of the year, I began to pray and fasting. And God was like, okay, this is the instructions of what you need to do to start tackling that debt. So I was like, okay. So he gave me a specific instruction amount of what I needed to save to put in like a savings account or like a checking account or money market, whatever the account that I had at the time. And I did it. So I was like, all right. So whenever I calculated of how long it was going to take me, roughly it takes an average person like 10 plus years to pay off their student loan debt. And I was like, I did not want to be paying 10 plus years on a student loan debt. I was like, absolutely. So whenever I add up the totals and everything, I roughly came to like five years because I cut it in half. So I was like, well, I really don't like that five-year number either. Like, what else can I do to just pay it off a little bit more quicker? So then I decided that I had wanted to pay extra on it. And so I was able to at least get the two-year time frame that I was wanting. So yes, yes, ma'am. Um, so during that time frame, it was definitely hard, um, especially during a pandemic where, you know, people were losing their jobs. Fortunately, mm -hmm. I was able to keep my job. So they had stopped um, letting interest occur. So any type of payments that I was paying would then strictly go towards the principal, which would then just like cut off the balance very quickly. 
Um, so after that, I was definitely grateful. Um, there was times like I would come home crying, but I wouldn't tell my mama though, <laughs> nobody, but I just yeah. up with it behind closed doors because it was just a lot. And I'm the type of person, like I like to handle my business on my own and not ask for help. Um, but it was definitely a struggle and God was definitely through it all. <laughs> so I'm definitely glad that I am debt free <laughs> with student loans. <laughs> yes. Listen, so, and you know, I've been thinking about you with this whole student loan forgiveness thing, but even though, you know, they have this in place, your tenacity and your mindset, like that clearly had to be a mindset change. And most importantly, you know, confiding in God, okay, what does this look like? Um, So I I like that you show the importance of your relationship with God in regards to your finances, because, you know, we know from, you know, Christian background that God owns all. He's, He's in charge of all, and that includes our money as well. So I commend you, you know, for going to him for that blueprint. Now, I know I personally don't have student loan debt, but, you know, I have my car payment and credit cards and things like that. That have, you know, added up over time. And, you know, I thank you for being vulnerable about your emotions behind the scenes because debt can really make you feel way down. Like, I know there's a scripture about debt. I don't know um, exactly, but about how, you know, the borrower is like, um, help me out. <laughs> the, borrower, the borrower is like a slave. Yes. The borrower is a slave to the owner. So just that daunting feeling or we all know how it feels to pay bills, like your regular bills. And debt is just kind of like that little sprinkle of extra unnecessary payments that it's like, yo, if I could just get this done, that I have some room to breathe. But it, it is hard. And I commend your commitment. And like you said, that 10-year, five-year time frame, and you're like, yo, I'm not trying to pay that much. So I commend your, again, mindset shift that it was like, look, (laughs) we've got to get this done. And I believe at the end of the day, that's really the base of paying off, you know, debt and stuff. Yeah, it is. So what are some things, you know, again, we all have different types of debt, student loan, car payments. So when it comes to us signing up for loans, even, you know, home mortgages, mm-hmm. what are some things that we need to consider when applying? Like some people don't know about interest rates, um, late fees, if you don't pay on time, like the amount of the payment, what should people keep in mind when they're, you know, signing up for these new loans? So pretty much, Tari, it's everything that you mentioned um, before as far as like the interest rate. It's important to know what the interest rate is. Um, how much are you looking for as far as your payments? Because then that will calculate as far as your finances too as well. Um, Like you said, the late payments, that does count up too. It's very important that you do pay your bills on time because that does affect your credit, um, whether you pay it on time or whether you do get a late fee, like a 30-day late fee, like all of that eventually does Mm -hmm. add up too and that can either help or hurt you. Um, So it is definitely important to think about that, too, as well. Um, Whenever it comes to loans, it's important to to know what's the purpose of the loan, because you might not honestly need the loan. It could just really be coming down to budgeting your finances that if you just maybe not spend too much on food or, you know, maybe just make an extra payment here that you might necessarily not have to take a loan out 
because of that, it just could be just budgetary, you know, issues that you just kind of got to look at your finances. Um, another thing, too, that I would definitely say is um, always taking a look at your credit report. That is definitely key because um, sometimes you can see what's on there as far as like your credit is. You have like outstanding balances or something that you, you know, need to pay off. So it's definitely all of those that you did mention, like the payments, the interest rate, looking at your credit report, trying to figure out how much you're going um, to divvy out as far as the monthly payments or even if you even need to do a loan. So it's everything, all of it. <laughs> right. And that's definitely something to keep in mind. I know for like those personal loans <laughs> that we take out, you know, just to go shopping or vacation or something coming up. So that's real big on the reason why. <laughs> but that takes, you know, some some discipline and some self-reflection. I know, you know, transparent moment for me and my husband. He ended up getting a truck when we had our third baby because, you know, family growing, you need right. more. Right. But he did it as like a surprise, like, hey, I got a truck. And I was like, oh, Okay, okay. And girl, I got to looking at the interest rates and um the monthly payment and stuff. I was like, yo, wait, we should have had a discussion about this first because it's way up there. Now, granted, this was his first time because uh, we've been together since teenagers. So this was his first time making a decision like that on his own. Like, I'm stepping out. This is what I'm doing. And it was from a good place. And I think for a lot of us, sometimes it's from a good place. And then you get in it and it's like, you can't really catch your breath <laughs> trying to catch up. And that can be stressful on your, your mental health, your physical health. Like finances are definitely connected to our stresses. You know, I know they say money doesn't buy happiness, but it brings some type of peace to your mind when your finances are in order and you're not constantly struggling to pay down debt. Yes, I definitely agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say? Like, how did you feel like 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 that last payment? How did you feel? I felt like a burden. Honestly, I kid you not, was just lifted off of my shoulder. Like, I just felt a sense of relief. And in that moment, didn't feel real until I was actually typing the post to post it. Like tears just started coming down my eyes just because I thought about the sacrifice. You yeah. know, sometimes I tried not to complain, even though I wanted to. Like I had encouraged my own self, like Lauren, just keep it going. Had to write stuff down on like a sticky note just to remind myself of where I wanted to go, you know, yeah. and throw stuff at you to discourage you. Like, yeah, okay, like you're not going to be there free. Like, how are you going to get this money? Or how, what financial extra income are you going to get to help support you trying to be debt free? Um, so I just honestly just had to stay encouraged and, you know, so grateful of having family and friends that were supportive of me being debt free to just kind of give me that extra push to keep going and not giving up. But it was definitely a sense of relief. <laughs> yes, girl. And like I shared at the beginning, I, I really commend your family and y'all's connection with each other and y'all's you know cheering on and things like that I think that's huge to have that support system and again with you being so young and your mindset already being on look I ain't trying to have all this when I get to a certain point like future you is going to be so happy. <laughs> so happy I know present you is but like when you start to step into those opportunities like you've already prepare that foundation to where you have that space to 
walk into it because you know a lot of people aren't able to do things until they're and i will say disclaimer there's no timeline for us to do anything there there is no timeline <laughs> but you know some people do have to wait longer as a result of you know certain decisions right so when you said you had to pay a little extra did you pick up like extra jobs or side hustles like if you don't mind sharing how, what were some strategies you used i had worked i was able to work overtime so okay funds that i had i made it towards um that payment too now mind you i have other bills too as well so it wasn't just specific like the student loan um so it was me you know kind of saving too as well having that extra cushion definitely helped just in case if i had ran into an issue where i just kind of needed to use my savings as a cushion but normally right. picking up extra hours for overtime um me not eating out as much maybe cooking or buying groceries that kind of had extra money inside my pockets um maybe not going shopping as much which is one of my key things that i love to do is to shop because you say fly so i know that was a sacrifice <laughs> but i had to take a sacrifice so those were the sacrifices that i had to do in order to reach that goal you know so everybody's sacrifices and finances are going to be a little bit different so what work for me you know tari may not work for you or the next person but it's just you sitting down trying to look at your finances, see how much you owe, what income that you have coming in or what other income that you can add to what you have to just pay those debts off. And again, to like like you said, there's not a time frame to get those things done because some things can take a little bit more than one or two, you know, three years or five years. Right. So they patience too as well and maybe not putting a time frame on things. But in my mind, that was just one thing I know for sure that I had wanted to do was just reach it by that second year. So that way I was able to have financial freedom to do other stuff too. Yes, I'm here for it. And there's so many resources out there now with like money saving challenges to where you can make it like, you know, not so heavy on mm -hmm. you and not so daunting and, oh, it's taking so long. Like I know sometimes that visual for me helps if I'm crossing something mm -hmm. off, it's a mental visual like okay Tari you're making progress right. moving in this direction right all right so I know um I will speak specifically for the black culture because I'm black <laughs> but I know like there's history of parents putting their kids names on things um sometimes that goes left but i have heard recently that it can be a benefit to add your kids to certain credit things you know to help boost their credit so what is your professional expertise um on making that step for your children i've seen it both ways tari i've seen where yeah. it for both parties with far as like their credit but then i also too as well seen where it had helped the child and the parent too as well um, I know sometimes if like the child has an established credit in most senses, some parents would do the loan with the child. So that way it will help strengthen their application. Um, but then I'm also seeing too where it's vice versa, um, where it has hurt the child's credit, the parent's credit, because nobody was paying their bills on time or, you know, mm -hmm. something had come up where it just hurt both parties. So I just say it just depends on the situation and the scenario. Um, so if you feel like, you know, your child might be better off with just applying on their own just to kind of see what they can, you know, get approved for at the time, 
um, then just go from there and then to as well speak with that financial um, officer or lender, you know, to see what would be best fit for you, the child and the parent during that time. Um, because the child could, might could get approved on their own and not necessarily need the parent, or it could be vice versa where, you know, they might need help, but they can always to just either put the loan in their name. If it's like an auto loan, refinance it after they have established a credit where they can see where, okay, they've made consistent um, payments on their loan, then, you know, we're willing to, you know, make or approve a loan for them if they applied individually. So I just say it just really depends on the scenario, um, but always to seek other advices too before, you know, you just apply and just kind of jump. <laughs> right. Listen, and so what it, what I've learned about debt and even just in this conversation is again like that mindset. So if you have a mindset that you're going to borrow money from people and not pay back or do whatever you want with that money, then that's when you start seeing those consequences come in. If you feel like you can just borrow credit or any type of debt <laughs> from anybody and just go on with your life, like, oh, I paid them whenever, or I'm going to just do you know, what I can, or they're going to have to wait. That's when it starts piling up on you. And it does start to feel like, oh my gosh, I can't get out of here. So yes, <laughs> know your money habits, learn yourself and, and know yourself. Just know yourself. <laughs> definitely does play effect too as well um once you dig that hole it's sometimes hard to get out if you're just adding debt on top of debt and then you're just kind of like oh man like how did i get to this point so i definitely do agree with you <laughs> yes because it, it can go far i've I've heard had conversations with other people they're like twenty thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars and not even student loan like credit cards and stuff like that, you know, any type of, of debt or those high car payments, because there's a specific car you want for a specific image, but you can't keep these payments up. Like, be real with yourself. This is all, again, mindset. Mm -hmm. If you really care that much about what others are thinking about you, that you will go into <laughs> yeah. drowning yourself in finances, that's a hard you know, that's a heart issue that I suggest you take to God and he will help heal you in that situation because that's real. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. In the conclusion, y'all, if this has been helpful, drop a hundred in the chart in the chat or a thumbs up. This has definitely been blessing me. So in conclusion, what advice would you give to someone who, as we were talking about, just feels like they are too far into debt and that there's no way out and there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> I, the advice that I would give someone, it is possible um, to be debt-free. Like, as you mentioned before, the key word is really mindset. Um, mm -hmm. Think that you're not going to be debt-free, then you're not going to be debt-free. And two is, well, words have power. So if you're speaking that over yourself, then that's the outcome that you're going to receive. Um, but if you just have that mindset, like, hey, like I do want to be debt free. Um, my finances might not be the best right now, but just taking the initiative to write it down of what you want to do, you know, just look at what you have going on. Um, even if it's like a small amount where you feel like um, just $25 can go towards mm -hmm. like a part or something like a little can go a long way, even though right now it might not look like it. But once you look at the end goal or see the final results, everything that you worked hard towards eventually it paid off so it is possible so i would definitely again say it is your mindset and then just having that thought just 
in your mind, I I can be debt free, or I can accomplish whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's yeah. saving or you know just putting twenty five dollars just for a thousand dollars for emergency fund, like whatever it is, it's possible. Again, it just comes back to the mindset of you wanting to do that and then having the action and a plan behind it. And I love that you mentioned such a small amount, such a small step that we, I feel like a lot of times throw off. Mm -hmm. But if you compare that $25 to you paying nothing at all, like over time, yes, it may take a long time, but you're making a step in the right direction. You're not just stagnant and looking around, hoping something changes. Like, and God, we know that he moves in our actions. So that $125 can open an opportunity for you to start adding another. Now you're doing 50. Now you're doing 100. You know, like, you just never know where it can lead to. So thank you so much, Lauren, for sharing. I appreciate you. I pray that this was helpful um, to anyone who joined. Now, you do work at a bank. If you would like to share, um, like, how people can work with you or get in contact with you or what services that you offer. Yeah, so you're more than welcome to go to State Employees uh, Credit Union. Um, it is kind of immediate family based. So if you are a member there, uh, we're there. Uh, anyone can help you, not even just me, but any local branch um, can help assist you if there is questions that you do have. Um, and even outside of the credit union, whatever bank that you do bank, uh, there is lending officers there that can help assist you. So it's definitely there as far as the resources and the people to just make that difference or help accomplish your financial goals that you're wanting to accomplish. (laughs) Yes, I love it. All right, Lauren, well, thank you again. I hope you have a good night. Bye, (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all.